You're listening to the Centre Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message, recorded live from our Brighton campus. Last week we uh, shared the scripture from 1 Corinthians 2.9, and uh, no eye has seen, no ears heard, no mind conceived, or no mind imagined what the Lord has prepared for those who love him. And we discovered together that though one day we will fully experience God in a place that he has prepared for us. We discovered that that this whole idea of no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind conceived is, is not something for the future, but it's for us to take hold of today. It's for us to walk in today. It's a, it's a now word for us. And we obviously, I'm not going to go into all of uh, what we talked about last week, but this is... Um, this is our position in Christ. He wants us to embrace that reality that, that he wants us to walk in the fullness that he has for us today. And um, this, this, you know, it's not something that we need to wish for, but it's, it's something that God has reserved for us right now. And we looked at how that, you know, prepared is in a, in a sense, this word reserved and how, yes, he, he has a purpose for He's had many purposes for people in the past. He has many people. He has many purposes for people in the future. But he also has obviously many purposes for people today. But he has a has a reserved purpose for us right now. And um, and God will use various means to get us to be walking in that purpose. And God is big enough to be able to manage how to do all of that. And I think sometimes we get really uptight about what God's purpose is for us. But, you know, he just, he just wants us to journey with him and he'll just make it work how he needs to make it work for our lives. And uh, I think that really takes the pressure off. You know, there's a huge difference when we read scripture from a place of maybe, maybe this is for me or versus this is who I am. Maybe this is for me, or this is who I am. This, this is who I am is, is the position we, we have in Christ. When uh, Kyle and I came over f- from England, not, maybe not everybody knows this, but Eden and Silas and myself are UK citizens. Um, I, we, bo- we have our Canadian citizenship, but we also have our British citizenship because I was born here and, and kind of my family sort of started off uh, in the UK. And so Eden, myself, and uh, Silas are UK citizens. Kyla, on the other hand, she's not a UK citizen. And so for this for this reason, um, the three of us are privy to the rights and protection um, that this country offers We because we legally belong to the UK. And uh, as citizens, we have full access. We have no limits to what is available to us. Now, this illustration may break down to some at some point if we really got into some politics, but that which is not what we're going to do. So just the, the general concept this morning, we have no limits on what is available to us. Kyla, on the other hand, she has restrictions and uh, stamped very clearly inside her Canadian passport where her visa is, it, uh, it says no recourse to public funds. 
It's very clear. It's very, you can't miss it. It's like, you're here, but you have limits. And um, you do not have the same uh, options or um, access as a UK citizen does. And uh, what I found is that many live this way regarding the kingdom of God, right? We live like we have restrictions in our lives. And I really believe that as children of God, we don't have restrictions on our lives in the kingdom of God. And um, we may put restrictions on our lives. We may think we have restrictions on our lives. We may we may read the word of God and, and not always see things or see everything as truth and go, well, then that just doesn't apply to me. So therefore, and we put these restrictions on our lives. But God has no restrictions on our lives. He doesn't put restrictions on our lives. And the reality is that when we became Christians, we moved from the uh, from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And at that moment, we 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 gained all access to everything that Christ has for us. And 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 in that moment, we became a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. And and so we became citizens of heaven in that moment or, or citizens of the kingdom of God. And. Philippians 3.20, it says, but our citizenship is in heaven. A familiar passage, many of you have probably heard it before. And because we're citizens of heaven, we have all the rights, protection, provision, and access that heaven provides us right now. It's, it's again this now word. Last week, again, it was talking about no eyes see, no ears heard, no mind conceived. Again, that is for now. And again, as citizens of, of heaven, when we've accepted Christ into our heart, we are citizens of heaven. We are no longer citizens of this earth. And uh, in a sense, we are resident aliens. And so we get everything that heaven has for us. And, uh, and so again, it's not something that we will gain in the future, but it's something that we have today. And so this morning, we're going to journey, uh, I guess, begin a journey regarding who we are in Christ and what we have in Christ. And I know, you know, Chris and I haven't talked about this, uh, in, this in, in this regard, but we have mentioned a couple things in the past. And, and we want to be talking a little bit about identity and who we are in Christ. And I know Chris, at some point, he'll, he'll share on that. And I think what's so important is that we embrace who we are as Christ, that we embrace this reality that we're no longer this old self, but we are now what Christ declares we are. And it's not always easy to embrace that reality. It's, it's, it's not easy, especially when, when we still see certain areas in our lives that just aren't really lining up with the word or, or old mindsets that still haven't been renewed. I mean, it's, it's hard to go, no, this is who I am. I'm not this anymore because we still live in this flawed body. But the reality is that we have to do everything we possibly can to embrace what, G, what, what Christ has done for us on the cross and walk in that new identity that he has for us. Um, you know, you guys have probably heard this story before. Um, Tyler has certainly shared this story. Uh, maybe it's a refresher for some of you. There was this lady that was living in extreme poverty and not like, not like UK poverty or, you know, um, you know, American poverty or Canadian poverty, but like sort of 
third world, like, um, you know, developing nations sort of poverty, really extreme poverty. But on her, and, and, and I guess in this poverty, she just had nothing. And um, she had a guest over one day and, you know, the person came into this little shack or whatever it was. And, uh, and this person saw this, this check and it was on the wall. And it was framed and it looked really nice. And it, it really stood out because it was like the only thing that she had on her wall. And uh, and so this individual was just looking at it and just kind of questioning and just wondering, you know, why she had it on the wall and all of these different things. And um, as it turned out, um, this, this, this check that was on the wall was for a million dollars or a million pounds. And... Uh, and and actually this check was was signed and for all of these years this lady had this check on on the wall and she lived in poverty thinking that it was just that it was just a blank or a a check that said a million dollars but wasn't signed over to her but it was signed over to her so she had in her possession this this whole time this million dollars that would have easily taken her out of poverty, but she just, she didn't realize what she had, um, in that moment. And I think sometimes as Christians, we sometimes don't really realize the potential that we have because of what Christ has done in our lives. We, we don't live up to the safe, the standard, um, in a positive way that Christ has for us because we don't recognize what we have in Him. And so in Christ, there are no limits in our life, just like there wouldn't have been any limits on this lady's life if she would have known that all she needed to do was cash the check. I mean, could you imagine having a check for a million dollars, but not being able to do anything with it? And then you realize, oh, it's signed. This is mine. And so being citizens of heaven is not some nice idea for us to think about. It's more than this. Again, it's our position that we have. Ephesians 2.6, it says this, And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. So as citizens of heaven, we are seated with Christ. And so in other words, as believers, we have been given unlimited access and authority in Christ to live the life that he has for us. Unlimited. We have been given this authority and it's un- unlimited. And it, you know, when I think about that in my own life, I think I just, it just seems so surreal to me. It seems, it seems unbelievable that, that Jesus would do this for me. But that is what we have in Christ. When things don't seem to be going right, these are the moments where we remind God about his promises for our lives. We remind God about the provision that he has said will be, will, will be there for us. It's where we remind God about whatever it is that he has given to us. We remind him, if we're not experiencing that, we remind him to make that happen in our lives. And as last week I said, he's rarely early but he's never late. And so sometimes there is this process that takes place in our lives, but he's rarely early, but he's never late. 
And, uh, and I think that's what's really important for us to also understand in this. So how does this work out in everyday life, this whole idea of being citizens of heaven? And so packaged around this particular verse that we just read, uh, but our citizenship is in heaven, Paul is saying, in, uh, is saying to the church in Corinth to follow his and the other believer's example as they follow Christ. This is what he's saying, you know, kind of before he gets into, you are citizens um, of heaven. And so instead of, he says, instead of following those that are living as enemies of the, cro- of the cross of Christ, instead of following those who have their minds set on earthly things, um, he says, live the opposite. And, and I really think sometimes it's like, um, I've picked up this quote somewhere along the line. Some people act like the devil and claim to walk with Jesus. And this whole, this whole kind of thought from that is, is found in 1 John 3.10. But sometimes we act like the devil and claim to walk with Jesus. And Paul is saying, we can't, we can't be doing that. As citizens of heaven, this is kind of like a no-go zone. And so the opposite of, of, you know, of, uh, of, I guess, having our minds set on earthly things is, is to set our minds on the one who controls all things. This is what we need to be doing. The one who desires to transform us into the image of Christ. We have to make this decision as citizens of heaven to be living this this way where our minds are not set on earthly things, but our minds are set on the heavenly things. And I found in my own life that that I wish following Jesus was, I guess, just it would come naturally. But sometimes I've, I've, I guess, often I find that it's actually takes a, a a lot of discipline. I wish it just kind of flowed naturally, but often it's just about, you know, kind of each and every day waking up and saying, Jesus, I'm going to follow you today, getting into his word, taking time to pray, you know, purposely living in such a way that, that I'm not, that I'm being heavenly focused. And, uh, I guess there's an element in my journey where, um, with him, where, where I, I am odd in what he's doing. And, and then in that there is an ease to respond. You know, even this morning as we were worshiping, it was like, there is this ease in in the sense of just responding to to his love and and responding to who he is but but on monday morning or on tuesday morning sometimes there's not the ease on monday morning or tuesday morning it's more of a discipline right it's easy to keep our eyes focused on heaven when we're all together and it's just a really nice time together but when things are challenging when things are tough out in sort of the real world right it's it's a little bit more of a discipline to to make sure that our focus is on the 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 proper place on the one who controls all things and so you know um so i just find for myself that i have to regularly say uh, i have to set my mind on on heavenly things and not on earthly things and and again that's it's out of um colossians 3 I think it's Colossians 3, 1 and 2. Setting our minds on things above and not on heavenly things. There was uh, earthly things. Yes, thank you. Yeah, earthly things. Ha <laughs> um, 
there was this quote, again, that I heard a number of years ago. Um, and at one time I thought, this is amazing. Uh, and after a bit of thinking and, and after, you know, maturing in Christ, I realized it's not a very great quote. But it was, some people are so heavenly minded that they are no earthly good. And it sounds really good. And though I understand the context of somebody saying this um, in the past, I totally got what they were trying to get at. But the reality is that we are instructed to be heavenly minded. I mean, we are, if we are as believers focused on earthly things, we will, we will not be good to others. We need to be heavenly minded. We need to be connected to the source so that we can bring heaven to earth and speak to people as, as we need to, as we need to speak to them, as they need to be spoken to. So Jesus lived on earth as we live on, on this earth, but he only did what the father instructed him to do. So he was not focused on earthly things. He was focused on heavenly things. And then he was able to do what the father called him to do. And so we can't fulfill God's purposes for our lives if our minds are, are not set in the right place. That's just the bottom line. That is the reality of our lives is that they need to be set in the right place. And so as citizens of heaven, our call is not to, is, is to no longer live as we did, but to walk in our new identity that hasn't, and, and this identity hasn't been earned, you know, but it's been, it's been freely given to us in Christ. And I think sometimes that's why for as humans, it's harder to embrace this because it hasn't been earned. Sometimes if we've earned something, we maybe appreciate it more or we, we saw the work that went into it. So we don't want to let go of it. And we really want to like just walk in that way. But when it's something that we haven't deserved, we need to really embrace the grace of Jesus because, because it's easy to just sort of maybe take advantage of his grace. Um, and just kind of, or maybe ignore his grace at times, but we are, we are called to, to kind of step away from our, our old way of living and embrace this new way of living. And again, something that's been freely given to us. So the two thoughts this morning, for this morning, as citizens of heaven, um, are this, put behind everything earthly and strive for everything heavenly. So put behind everything earthly um, you know, as humans, it's our natural tendency um, to live according to the ways of the world that we live in. But as citizens of heaven on earth, we, we need to choose daily to live according to our new identity. That's what we need to choose every day. And, and as I've in some ways have said already, it doesn't mean that it's going to be easy, but in Christ, it is possible. And I think that's what we always have to keep remembering, that walking in this new identity is possible in Christ. We are able to do it. Uh, Philippians 4.13 says, I can do everything through him who gives me strength. And that, that word, that whole idea, everything, means everything. It means you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And Paul was was able uh, to do everything through Christ because he learned the secret of contentment. Again, in this passage of scripture, he's talking about content, being, being content. And I really believe that his secret, he knew that all earthly pleasures 
failed in comparison to what he had experienced in Christ. Again, when I think of my old life and I think of this new life that Christ has given me, it, the, the old life just fails in comparison to the new life. And I've had, I've had moments in my life where God has given me an opportunity to sort of go back to the old ways. You know, it's like that option is always there, you know, and yet every time that sort of, I guess, I've given thought to that option, it's like I'm reminded again of just everything that I've experienced and what Christ has done in my life and how I really like this new identity that he's given me. I much prefer it over this previous life that I had. And so whether things were tough or easy, he knew, this is Paul, that Christ was more than enough. And Paul experienced that there was no limit to what God could do in his life on earth. And when things were tough, he reminded himself that God's grace would be sufficient. And I think, again, in this new identity that we can walk in, that we can do all things through Christ who strengthen us, strengthens us, it's this, this remembering that it isn't always going to be smooth sailing, but, but God's grace is always sufficient, that he's always able to get us through. It may not look pretty. It, it may, you may be in a moment where, where, you're, you don't want to be in that moment. You may want to run and go the opposite direction. But in those moments, he encourages us to draw closer to him and embrace that grace because it's always sufficient. It's always enough in that moment of need. So how, how do we put everything earthly behind us? We think on his grace and we, we remember his ultimate sacrifice. Again, I think in my own life, I think I, I, I often will think and even this Friday will be, again, a great opportunity to, to remember and think about what Christ has done in our lives. And, uh, and then obviously next Sunday being Resurrection Sunday, again, just the victory over sin and death. I mean, you know, every time we have communion together, it's this beautiful reminder, again, of what Christ has done in our lives. And, and I'm so thankful that, that Jesus thought this was a good idea to kind of keep going uh, from the from the early church right into now the 21st century to take time to to drink the cup and to eat the bread in in remembrance of Christ because again I think for for our own lives we need that because it's so easy to get sidetracked with different things that are going on in our world and we need these moments these times that bring us back to the to the the, the centrality of who Christ is and his love for us and so um so we need to think on his grace and we, re- we need to remember his ultimate sacrifice. This always puts things into po- proper perspective. Again, you know, it's not always easy, but it's, it's simple. It is simple and he wants us to keep it simple. The second thought in living as citizens of heaven is strive for everything heavenly. You know, Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And I, I guess why I'm, I'm getting at these two points is that sometimes we can read these things and go, I don't know if that's possible. But if we look at things from our perspective, it won't be possible. But if we look at things from, from God's perspective, if we look at things 
according to his word, which is truth for our lives, then we will know, yes, it is possible. And, and so we need to always come back to his word, always come back to what he says we can do. Not what we think we can do, but what he says we can do. And then we're going to be able to accomplish these things. So Galatians 2.20, as it says up there, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And so this, this means the person before you met Christ is dead. That, that person is gone. You're a new creation in Christ. And so yes, we're still on this journey where, where our minds are being renewed. And yes, we're still on this journey of sanctification where we're being set apart. There's this process that's taking place in our lives. But the huge part in this particular scripture is knowing that sin no longer has power or authority over us. So often we just, we, we give too much power to sin. And, and in this, in this particular passage, I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. This is like the declaration that sin no longer has authority or a power over us. And in Genesis 4, it talks about how sin desires to have you. And in J- uh, James 1, it talks about how um, sin will always be there enticing you. I mean, we know that. It's like, it's so obvious sometimes in the world that we're living in. But we have been crucified with Christ and we now live with him in his resurrection life. And so sin has lost its power over us. We, we have to hang on to that truth that sin has no power and has no authority in our lives. You know, we are no longer sinners, but we're a chosen people. We're, we're a royal priesthood. We are God's possession, it says in first Timothy, in first Peter two. This is who we are in Christ. Our identity is not that of a sinner. Our identity is that we're children of God. That is, that's who we are. Not any of the other things. We're no, we're not sinners. We may sin. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to stumble, but we are all far and we're all far from being perfect. But this doesn't disqualify us from living heaven on earth. This doesn't mean that we are, that we're sinners. We sin. But our identity is not a sinner. Paul said in Philippians, he said, I have not, I have not been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that which Christ Jesus took hold of me. And then he says, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on. I love that. I have not been made perfect. It's like he just, he embraces his humanness and yet, and yet at the same time, he walks in this identity that Christ has given to him. Living as citizens of heaven on earth is is so about understanding that God has given us everything we need and that all heaven's resources are at our disposal. That's That, again, is the truth of his word. Again, we so often can easily walk in this old life that we had 
that once was. But, but because of Christ dying on the cross, we live in this new life that he has for us. And so as aliens on this earth, because again, as I mentioned that earlier, we are called to press on knowing that we lack no thing. We lack nothing for the life that God has called us to. And so as a church and as individuals, I would encourage us daily to, to put everything earthly behind us and strive for everything heavenly. When, uh, when Kyla was applying for her visa, again, kind of wrapping things up, and Chris, if you want to come up, you can come on up and we'll just finish off with the last song, but I just wanted to say a couple of things as we finish. The vision statement at that time, and, and I don't know if it's still the vision statement, uh, I couldn't find anything about this, but at one time it said, protecting borders, reducing immigration. That was what was on, at one time, the UK immigration website. And uh, I believe God sees things differently than that. Right? When we're talking about being citizens of heaven, he does, you know, his desire is for, for all to enter the kingdom of heaven. That's, that's, his, that's his greatest desire, that none would perish, but that all would come into the kingdom of heaven. And uh, his greatest desire for us as children of God is that we would know that there is no limit to the resources that he has for us. And so, you know, this week and as a church, as we start this new season and journey together, I want us to, I guess, to reflect on this word and go, am I, am I embracing this new identity that God has called me into? Am I recognizing it as something that, that I wish I had or am I embracing it as something as this is who I am? Because there's such, there's such a difference. And so often, again, we live beyond our, or um, we, don't, we don't live in the means and the purposes that God has for us because we, we just um, choose to accept how things are or how things were instead of embracing what God has for us and who we are in him. And, you know, I personally um, have not in any way, shape or form arrived in this area. You know, sometimes I've had conversations with individuals that have, you know, just said different things about their life or whatever and uh and in a sense they disqualify themselves because of that and uh and i've i've said to, i've said many many times it's like if if i lived by the same way you're talking right now and if i lived by the way that i talk to myself sometimes i would disqualify myself every single time from getting up here on a sunday morning and sharing with you because the reality is I haven't arrived. I, I don't embrace my identity as, as I believe I should and as I believe God wants me to. But again, we're on, this, we're on this process. We're in this journey. And so together, 
my prayer for us as individuals and as a church is that we would we would go let's 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 do this let's really embrace what god has for us let's really embrace who we are and let's let's in a sense encourage one another to not accept um not accept ourselves or accept or allow i guess in some ways this old identity to come in but into embrace this new identity that god has for us that we would that we would be heavenly we would be heavenly minded that we would not be thinking about the earthly things but we would be heavenly focused let's stand this morning thank you for listening to this week's podcast at center church one church passionately loving god and people in Burgess Hill and Brighton. To get the latest news or for any other information, check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk.